Hey, it's Richard Pyatt. What if we could put your business or organization in the spotlight with a series of podcast interviews on this show? What if you could use those interviews as outreach tools, showcasing your expertise and engaging people or organizations you'd like to work with? We can do that. Click the link in the show notes to my company, Live Mic Communications. View my short video, then let's talk. We provide purposeful exposure to help you share your story. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to The Richard Pyatt Show, a program about rides, people, and smart talk. Now here's Richard Pyatt. Welcome to another Richard Pyatt Show. You know, if there's something that you've heard about related to the outcome of the COVID-19 pandemic, it is uh, what is uh, being called the Great Resignation, right? Uh, we talked about it a few episodes ago uh, with uh, with some other folks, and so you can look back at that. But the idea that uh, whatever went on during the pandemic in folks' minds, it got us thinking about our career paths. And now some of the estimates are that 50% of the workforce is going to make a change of some kind. And some of them, I would imagine, will start their own businesses. And so that means that uh, some of those folks at least will have to buy their own health insurance. Today, we're going to talk about that. The top five things to know when buying your own health insurance. Dawn Freeland is our guest. She's the owner of Freeland Insurance Solutions here in Southwest Michigan. Hello, Dawn. Hi, how are you? Great. Thanks so much for this time. You know, you must be one of the most popular people there is uh, when it comes to this, especially at a time of the year when, for example, the open enrollment is happening in the marketplace mm -hmm. and that sort of thing. People have a ton of questions about this, don't they? Absolutely. It's the number one topic right now. You know, how do I get health insurance? What's the cost going to be? That's really the biggest thing. Right. And then having to navigate all of those things is uh, such a huge thing. Now, in your business, you're not just dealing with uh, the marketplace plans uh, offered through the Affordable Care Act, right? You're also dealing with folks who are buying directly from insurance companies. Is that true? Correct. So you could either buy direct with the carrier or you can qualify for a subsidy in the marketplace. The plans are identical. It's just the avenue you take to apply for the plan. Right. So the only reason then that you would want to buy directly is that you don't qualify for a subsidy. Is that true? It is true. I mean, there's a lot that goes into buying a plan on the marketplace. You get a ton of solicitations, a ton of requests for documentation. And so if you don't qualify for the subsidy, then there's no need to have all of those additional solicitations. You go direct to the carrier and then you just pay the premium and you don't have to send in your tax returns or all these types of things that really don't apply to you because you're not getting that subsidy anyways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, when you talk about that, obviously, if you qualify for a subsidy, you have to prove that you qualify. <laughs> and I presume that a lot of times has to do with income levels and that sort of thing. Is that fair to say? Correct. Yeah. It goes into your family's dynamic. So, you know, how many people live in the household, your geographical location, your age really makes a huge part of that. So the older you are, the more subsidy you're going to get. The younger you are, the less subsidy you're going to get. 
Okay. And that was uh, really, in essence, the first of the top five things we wanted to talk about today to things that you should know when buying your own health insurance. Are the marketplace plans different from what the carriers offer direct? And uh, you're saying, no, they're the same, but it depends on what our situation is. So the second thing that's on our list, can a person sign up for health insurance plans at any time? No, you have to have a qualifying event, which is going to be losing Medicaid, losing your group health insurance, moving to a new state, other than your open enrollment period, which typically runs from November 1st through December 15th, if you want January 1 coverage. Well, this year, they've extended that an additional 30 days. So you have until January 15th to obtain a plan but that plan won't begin until February 1st. Okay. And this is regardless of whether this is a marketplace plan or a direct plan. Is that true? Correct. That is the one-time open enrollment for all individual health plans. That's anyone under the age of 65. Why do they do this? Is it just simply because, um, you know, the calendar year is the best way to create a span of time that a, a plan exists I mean, you know, if if uh, you decide you want to buy a plan in the middle of the year, uh, you really can't unless you have one of those qualifying events. Yeah, absolutely. Unless the government opens the open enrollment period back up like they did in 2020, which honestly hasn't happened very frequently. But you do have to have that qualifying event. And they do. All individual plans are based on a calendar year basis. So they're going to start January 1 and they're going to end December 31st. But let's say that you get a plan mid-year. That plan is going to start, say, July 1st. It's still going to end December 31st regardless. Mm -hmm. So they all run calendar year. I'm not sure why they put it in the middle of two major holidays. It makes it tough, but, you know, hey, (laughs) we work with it. (laughs) And that you do. And we'll talk about that in just a moment because uh, folks like Dawn who are in the habit of helping those of us who are buying our own health insurance, my hand is raised because I'm one of them. You know, the services that uh, folks like Dawn provide are just uh, invaluable. And we'll talk more about that. Uh, coming up. Third thing, can I carve out services I don't need? So let's suppose you you have a plan you really like, but you don't need thus and so or that type of coverage. Can you just say, well, just give me these parts? Well, I get that request all the time, but unfortunately, no, they're canned plans today. So they come chock full of all the free preventative care, you know, that includes OB and, you know, having a baby, which men don't need. But they do. You can't carve anything out today. You basically purchase a plan based on your individual health care needs. What I do is I just ask people a few typical questions like, you know, how frequently do you go to the doctor? Do you take any expensive prescriptions? Do you have any upcoming surgeries that you're aware of? Because that helps you filter down how many plan choices you're showing someone since there's a large array. And then you're making sure that you're only showing them plans that are really going to work for their individual needs. Yeah. And if you do have those kinds of things in the offing, that offsets the cost, I assume. I mean, do do they actually ask you if you're going to have your tonsils out sometime in the next 12 months, then they're going to figure that in? No. So they're all guaranteed issue. And that's the reason that since the Affordable Care Act came out, that the rates have increased so much. So they're insuring for any risk these days, they're guaranteed issue. Before they used to be medically underwritten. So 
they were already factoring that risk in. Well, now they aren't. So that's why they're ensuring every risk. And that's also why they added on the whole subsidies through the marketplace thing, because a lot of people can't afford those increased rates. About 88% of Michigan qualifies for a subsidy. So that's a pretty large amount of people that do qualify for that. Wow. When we're talking about subsidies, uh, what kind of amounts are we talking about, generally speaking? So it really is different for every household. It depends on how many people are in the plan, how many people are in the household. So it's all based around the tax system, your taxable income, how many people are in your household, how many dependents you might claim. And then age really factors a lot into that as well. So like I said earlier, the older you are, the more subsidy you're going to get. Well, I've always heard that, uh, you know, it's like senior status. <laughs> so I in guess this I, regard, yes. yes like the right. older you are and the lower you can get your income, the better healthcare plan you're going to be offered. <laughs> well, darn, I, I'm really thrilled about that. So what are co-payments, deductibles, and co-insurance and, and how do they differ, Don? So that's probably the number one question asked these days. So a deductible, we're just going to use $2,500 deductible as an example. And then you're going to factor in the coinsurance, the copay. So we're going to start with a copay first. So a copay is a set amount that you're going to pay either before or after the deductible. In this example, we're going to use before deductible. So there's a $30 copay for an office visit. Mm -hmm. If you just have a standard office visit, you're going to pay just that $30. It's not going to go towards the deductible. It will go towards the max out of pocket. And let's say that's 8,700. So if there's a copay and it's before deductible, that's all you should be paying. The same with the prescriptions. If you have a five or $20 copay, you're just going to pay that amount or less. Um, a deductible is anything that does not have a copay. So let's say you break your arm and you go to the emergency room. There's no copay for that. You're going to get a discounted rate and that's going to be applied towards your deductible. Mm -hmm. Okay. So a deductible is just like you would interpret a deductible with your car insurance or something. You're going to pay that amount uh, before you get greater coverage on uh, your continuing services for the year. Correct. If it has a copay, if it's a copay rich plan, then you're obviously going to save a little bit of money because if all you're using is those copays, you're not working towards your deductible. Right. But let's say you're doing a lot of things that don't have a copay, you're working towards that deductible. Once you meet that deductible of 2,500, let's say there's a coinsurance of 80-20. The carrier will pay 80% of the, those bills and you'd be responsible for 20% up to the max out of pocket of 8,700. Uh -huh. So if something catastrophic happens and you spend $8,700, that carrier is going to pay 100% of those bills the remainder of that calendar year. Mm -hmm. So as of December 31st, then they pay everything 100% to that date. And then January 1, your deductible starts all the way back over again. <laughs> the clock is reset and the amount is reset and everybody starts over again at the beginning of the year. This There aren't any differing structures for insurance plans. This is the way it works, right? Co-pays, deductibles, co-insurance. Yeah. Unless you have an HSA plan, which is a health savings account, you don't ever have co-pays on those plans because you're able to put money into that health savings account. Mm -hmm. And that's the account that you use to pay for those things. They're all going to be at a discounted rate and applied towards the deductible and max out of pocket. 
Okay. And if you're self-employed, let's say, and you're, you're using an HSA account, then you have to be good little boys and girls and make sure you're putting that money in there. There's a big advantage when you're self-employed to having a health savings account because oh. it reduces your taxable income, which anyone who's self-employed is always looking for ways, you know, to help that taxable income. So, <laughs> you know, if you are healthy enough and want to have you know, the flexibility of, you know, paying those premiums, you know, paying a little bit more for your services, if you, you know, do go, but you have the availability of setting up that health savings account, it could really save you a lot. All right. So uh, think about that, folks, as uh, you consider your own situations and, uh, and then perhaps seek out a professional like Dawn to help you navigate all this. And thank goodness you do, because I don't know how we would all keep track of all these things without your help. And here's the icing on this cake, folks. Working with an agent doesn't cost you anything. Dawn, how is that possible? Yeah, I get that question all the time. How is it free to work with you? <laughs> so when you work with an agent, there should be no difference in, in you know cost at whatsoever. The only time that would factor in is if you qualify for a subsidy and someone gives you a different income. But other than that, working with an agent is 100% free because on the back end, we are paid a commission from the carrier. Instead of them keeping 100%, they give us a portion to service your account. So when you work with an agent like me, I do all of the quoting, applying. Once the plan is implemented, I service your account 100%. So if you are in the marketplace or off the marketplace, then there's any type of request for income or any type of documentation. You would just come to me taking out the marketplace and the carrier, and we handle all of that for you. So you have a one-stop shop and you don't have to sit on hold for a few hours waiting to get someone on the phone. (laughs) Right. Because ordinarily without you as an intermediary, uh, those of us buying the plans would be calling up our insurance providers and doing exactly as you described, sitting there listening to the on-hold music. (laughs) Absolutely. It never hurts to have an advocate on your side. That's for sure. (laughs) Boy, oh boy, that is the truth. So are folks in positions like yours really numerous across the country then? There are folks in your role doing what you're doing without a cost to the buyer all across the country? Absolutely. I mean, every town there's going to be an insurance agent that is there to assist you in all ways of insurance, not just health insurance. You know, you got your home, your auto. We can assist you with all of those. So Mm -hmm. I always recommend having an agent because we're licensed, we're certified. We work with the top carriers in your area. And you're helping out a small business if you're working with, you know, an independent agent. And that's giving back to your own small town or large town. That's very true, right? Uh, you're working with someone who's uh, perhaps a neighbor or something. Um, and mm-hmm, so that's correct. that's great. So folks should uh, take a look around in their communities. And uh, if you're interested in buying your own health insurance or interested because you need to, then this is a terrific option. Now, Dawn, in your case, you're working in Michigan only. Is that right? Correct. So my primary residence is Michigan. And with all health insurance, you have to purchase health insurance in the state that you reside. So 
we assist everyone here within the state of Michigan. If the people live dually, we do assist them with that too. There are plans available for that as well. So, um, you know, if you live in Florida half the year, Arizona, there are plans available to facilitate that as well. And as folks are listening to this from uh, other places, uh, you see how we think here in Michigan with uh, folks who live uh, in two different states are usually picking one of those, uh, Florida, Arizona, <laughs> Texas, one, one of those places where we can run away and uh, get out of the uh, winter weather. So uh, if you are, though, listening in Michigan and you'd like Dawn to help answer some of your questions, just go to the show notes for this episode and click through. Well, there'll be a link there to her website. You can click through and find more information there, and she can help you uh, focus on the things that you need to know as you contemplate purchasing your own uh, health insurance plans either from the marketplace or directly from the provider. And I can tell you firsthand, why wouldn't you do this? Because uh, it is a lot to, uh, to contemplate and having someone who knows uh, the navigating around these things like Dawn would be a terrific thing. So do that. Click the link in the show notes and find out more. Dawn, if you're in Michigan and check your area if you're not. Dawn Freeland, thanks so much for this information. Thank you so much for having me. Don Freeland is our guest from Freeland Insurance Solutions. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You know, I've spent about 17 years on the radio interviewing newsmakers, business owners, and industry leaders. Now, my company is helping folks like you gain purposeful exposure for their businesses or organizations. Let me help you share your story. Click the Live Mic Communications link in the show notes for more information. Mm-hmm.